Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Okay, here we go. Caleb had a different attitude. Your attitude is a little thing that makes all the difference in your life and to those around you. Numbers chapter 14 verse 20, the Bible says, The Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word after they rebelled, and God wanted to wipe out that entire nation that He delivered. It says, But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of God. That is the goodness of God. Say amen. That means you as well. Because all these men who have seen my glory, my goodness, and the signs which I did in Egypt and the wilderness, and have now put me to the test these 10 times. So God did 10 miracles in Egypt, 10 miracles in uh, the wilderness, and they tempted God or tested God 10. So it's not, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out that 10 means a testing. That's why your tithe is a test of your love for God. And they have not heeded my voice. They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. But my servant, on the count of three, shout your name. One, two, three, shout your name. Ach, nie man, nie, 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 nie. Ek wil jou lewe verander, so jy moet saan my werk vanochtend. On the count of three, but my servant, one, two, three, shout it. Because she, or he, not they, has a different spirit in him, and has followed me fully. I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants will inherit it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwell in the valley. Tomorrow turn and move out into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, How long shall I bear with this evil country country congregation who always complain? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. Now remember, they did not talk against God. They spoke against what God promised He would perform in their lives. He says, say to them, this is huge. As I live, says the Lord. Now you need to get this. Just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. Family, that's huge. Because ultimately, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you truly believe will come out of your mouth. And Proverbs 6 verse 2 says, You are snared by the words of your mouth. Proverbs 18 21, Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. James chapter 3 says, You bless your life and you curse your life by the words of your mouth. As a matter of fact, he says, You steer the entire course of your life with your tongue. Because it's not just the words that you speak, it's the treasure that you have on the inside. So people say things, they say, I never meant that. Well, it came out, so you did mean it. And these people complained and murmured once too often, and God said, I've had it. Because this unbelief is keeping you from the promise that I have for you. 
The wilderness was never God's plan for Israel. No, God wanted to take them out of the land of bondage through the land where they had to live the wilderness to be dependent on God, to live in humility and to live by faith so they could possess the promised land. But the attitude kept them from seeing God's promise fulfilled in their lives. As a matter of fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible says this happened as an example to us so we can learn that we do not fall after the same example of unbelief. So when we think about this whole story, God who brings them out of Egypt, the land of bondage, which is the land of never enough, and we'll talk about that next year, why poverty is such a curse. Why poverty has to be broken over South Africa. Because poverty somehow destroys a person's psyche. As a matter of fact, a child that is pro, uh, exposed to prolonged poverty, there are certain areas of the mind that does not develop. That's why we cannot talk about destroying poverty. We have to break poverty, meaning we have to hold our government accountable when it comes to education, building great schools and giving our young people education. Because if you rob somebody from education, enlightenment, you are bringing a spirit of hopelessness, a spirit of despair, a spirit of inferiority upon that person. That's why poverty is numero one enemy in South Africa. We have to slay the giant of poverty because it's not just a lack of money, it is what it does to people's psyche. So Israel was in Egypt for 403 years of slavery and in that place, a poverty mindset was produced. So God comes, He does a mighty work, a miracle. He delivers them, 10 miracles. He takes them through the wilderness on the way to the promised land. Some people say it would have taken less than a month, 21 days. Other people say it would have taken seven months. The scholars, biblical scholars differ on it, doesn't matter. But it was never to be a permanent place for the people of Israel. God took them through the wilderness, Deuteronomy says, so that they could learn that man does not live by bread alone, by the miracles that God does, manna and quail, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So God is teaching them two things, humility. He says, I brought you into the wilderness so you could learn to be humble, that it's not by your might, your power, it is by my spirit. You will learn to walk humbly before me. You will learn to worship me. You will not worship the gods of your land. You will worship the living God. For I delivered you from Egypt that you may worship me. Is there a worshiper in one of our churches this morning? Then stand to your feet and give him a praise. Come on. So God's plan is to bring them out. Egypt is a land of never enough. It's a land of bondage. Through the land of just enough. Just enough manna for every day. Just enough bread. Now many of you have lived there too long. We have to relocate you, but we first have to relocate you in your mind. In your attitude so we can get you to the land of more than enough. Which is the land of milk and honey where you learn to live by faith because you will possess the promised land by faith and no other way. So God says, as you have spoken, so will, I will do to you. He says, an entire generation will perish in the wilderness because of the attitude. It wasn't God's will. It was their choice. Because of an attitude, a prevailing attitude that was cultivated in them. Now, this is not a racial statement, but this is exactly what apartheid did. And this is exactly what this education in the current South Africa is doing. 
it is destroying the psyche of our young people. Can somebody at least say amen? You don't lower standards to get people through grades. You have to educate, you have to illuminate, you have to enlighten, you have to empower, you have to give knowledge because knowledge is power. You have to teach people to think differently about life from give me, give me, give me, give me to being a person that says I can, I can, I can, I will, I'm well able from a person that believes I can do nothing about my situation to a person that takes authority and says I can do something about my situation. That's why this government better wake up or God must replace this government with a government that will educate the young people and break the back of poverty. Say Amen in Jesus' name. They don't need social grants. For a time, yes. So he says, They will all perish except two people out of two million over the age of 20. That's why I'm a fan of young people because hopefully young people, you don't think like your parents. Hopefully you do not carry the same burdens that your parents carried and hopefully you do not, did not pick up the offenses of your parents and you try to carry them in your future. Those offenses has to die. That hatred has to die. That racism has to die. That victim mindset has to die. You have to be of your new generation like a Joshua, like a Caleb that says I am well able, no matter my color, no matter my gender, I am well able to do what God called me to do. Shout amen today in Jesus' name. So. So he says, except Josh and Caleb. So Caleb possesses the promised land because he has a different mindset. Not because he has more anointing. Not because he has bigger muscles. Come on, microphone man. But because he has a different attitude. Attitude. You determine your attitude. But your attitude doesn't happen by itself. You cultivate an attitude. Your attitude has been cultivated by your culture, your environment, your parents, your religion. Your your attitude has been cultured, cultivated. So we have to recultivate your attitude if you are going to see what God has for you. Because when you're under pressure, you will always gravitate towards your true attitude. When you face giants, what you truly believe is going to come out. That's when you have to be careful. Then you better zip your lip. The Bible says, He that opens wide his mouth shall have destruction. David says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O God. He says, Set a watch at the door of my lips. Why do you think he says it? Because he realizes that your words are creative. And if you believe what comes out of your mouth and you do when it comes out of your heart, you will have what you say. God said so. He says, Tell them just as they have led continually spoken in my hearing. That's what they're going to have. So what's coming out of your mouth all the time? Oh, we have no future in South Africa. We better make plans to leave South Africa. What's coming out of your mouth? We, 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 I don't see any hope. I don't think, uh, blah, 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 blah. What's coming out of your mouth? Or are you that person that says, hey, there's giants, but this is my time. I was born for this hour. Come on, this is a Goliath, but I'm a David. Come on, this is a Philistine, but I have a greater God. Not how great is the giant, but how great is my God. For greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. You have to dislocate from the small-minded people and make up your mind what you believe. I said you have to make up your mind what you believe. 
because Jesus already has liberated you. As God delivered them out of Egypt, the Bible says in Colossians 1.13, He has delivered you from the powers, the domain, the authority of darkness, and He translated you into the kingdom of His dear Son. So you are living in a different kingdom. Now we need to get your mind, your thoughts in line with that new kingdom. That's why Romans 12 verse 2, the Bible says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God for your life. Now listen again. Attitude doesn't happen by itself, especially a positive attitude. You cultivate an attitude. We're going to talk about it next week. Because this attitude was cultivated in, in Egypt. South Africa, we had an attitude that was cultivated over many years in South Africa. That's why you hear somebody, now I'm going to offend somebody, I know it, but I'm going to say it. That's why you, when you hear somebody 30 years later stand up and say the white man is to blame. For what? Now I lost you, but that's good. Bye. Last time I saw the government running this country is black. Oh, I know you don't like it. You're getting eaten under it, but you have to think. Because 20 years from now, you're still going to blame apartheid. Then 30 years from now, you will still blame apartheid. 100 years from now, you will still blame apartheid. And some of you are blaming this country because of PEE. I don't care about PEE. You are a new creature in Christ with a future. You have a future, you have a hope right here in South Africa. You don't conform to what people say. Even if they say you don't qualify for the job, God says you qualify. God will turn a no into a yes. God will make the difference. God will get you to the palace. Even if you're from the wrong race, the wrong culture, Gideon, Joseph, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, you may be a Zimbabwean. God says you're going to get your residence and you will have a future where I placed you. No hater can stop what I have for you. Just stop undermining yourself and please register yourself legally. Amen. I had to say that. So Joshua, 45 years later on, after many delays, setbacks and seeing, watching 2 million people die. How many graves are those? There's an undertaker outside of the WFF. Um, you can we'll figure that one out, okay? So Joshua 14, he comes after a 45-year delay. His attitude never changed. South Africa, we cannot have an attitude change now. We can't go back to a pre-94 attitude and say we are hopeless. God delivered us then. God will deliver us 30 years later in Jesus' name. And God will put the righteous in governance and this country prophetically will fulfill what God has called this country to fulfill. No devil in hell will stop this in Jesus' name. But God needs you and me to be believers. <clears throat> so he comes, he says, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me at Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word. I'll say it again, what comes out of your mouth is critical and is defining your future. Your words either empower you or disempower you. Blessing, empowered to prosper and succeed. Curse, empowered for failure. 
So I brought back word. Watch what you say to your children. Jij moet dank, Jan. You must think before you speak. Because your words create life or death. Your words, by the way, impacts you more than it impacts other people. So you have to put a watch. And if you don't know how to do it, that's why God shut Zechariah's mouth. Because he did not believe that Elizabeth could fall pregnant. That's actually the correct version. Not, it wasn't a name dispute. It was simply, he did not believe his wife could fall pregnant. So God said, okay, let me shut him up because he will have a son and you will have a son and you will call his name John. And you're not going to interfere with my miracle by opening your mouth. I'm going to close your mouth. I'm going to close your mouth. The best lesson some of you can take today is close your beautiful mouth. Zip your lip. Stop telling your husband what you don't like or your wife what you don't like or your children what's wrong with him and begin to tell people what's right to them. Tell your child what's good. Focus on the A grades. Talk about the positive. Speak the life. Speak the blessing. Say amen in Jesus' name. Say, so says, I brought back when I was 40 years old. The word that was in my heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Nevertheless, but my mother, I mean my uncle, I mean my brother, I mean my wife, my, my husband, who went up with me, made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord. So Moses saw on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Hallelujah. I don't care what sickness you have in your body, you are still alive. And that means you can overcome that in Jesus' name. Say Amen. The Lord has kept me alive, as He said, 45 years. Ever since the Lord spoke His word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, here I am this day, 85 years old, not ready to retire. I'm ready to conquer another mountain. Come on, everybody over the age of 60, you don't have to stand up. Give the Lord a praise. You are ready to conquer another mountain. Say amen. 85 years old. 85 years old. In the wilderness, in the sun. With a lot of negativity. The giants have multiplied. Watch his attitude. His attitude is not, it's all over. Come on. Come on, those of you that have a vision of a better South Africa and you've seen corruption and you've seen disaster, don't give up on that vision. You keep on praying, you keep on believing. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. God will handpick the right people and we will have justice in South Africa. God will not tolerate the devil destroying our country. You see, he says, yet I am as strong this day as I was on the day Moses sent me. Just as my strength was there, then so now is my strength for what? You know one thing this COVID did, it's taken the fight out of people. I spoke about in one of the evening services being a, 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 a silent quitter. People are silently quitting. In America, 50% of people that work in the workplace are silent quitters. They are there, but they're not there. They are just surviving. 
Hey, hey dog. I, I didn't call you a dog, okay? It's a, it's a compliment, okay? Hey, get the fight back in you. I said, get the fight back in you. Get the fight back in you. Get your fighting attitude back in you. Get out of the survival mindset. Get out of the cynicism and negativity. You've got to stand up. The Bible says arise, shine. The Bible says wake up the mighty man. Come on. Come on, my brother. Come on, my sister. Get the fight back on you. Get the unction back in your gumption. In the name of Jesus, rise up on the inside again. Come on, say to yourself, I am strong. Say to yourself, I am well able. Say to yourself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Get the negativity out of your mouth. Get the doubt out of your tongue. Come on. Get the discouragement out of you. You have to change your attitude actively or that attitude will master you. Little by little by little, it will wrap itself around you like a python. It doesn't matter your circumstances are not real, but in John 16, 33, I'm not gonna quote that again. You all can quote it off by heart. He talks about attitude. When trials, tribulations come, he says, be of good cheer. Paul the apostle writes in Philippians 4, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, speaking about attitude before he even talks about prayer, right? Philippians chapter 3 says, finally rejoice, talking about attitude. David says, I will praise the Lord, talking about attitude. You have to cultivate a positive attitude. Every day you have the choice what attitude you wear, what attitude you put on, and people will see your attitude and hear your attitude. Just like the clothes you put on, you have to put on the Lord Jesus. You have to put on a Christ-like attitude, an I-can attitude, because that's who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So... It's amazing that this is in the Bible and it's one of the greatest lessons in the Bible. Because Israel did not perish in the wilderness because of lack of anointing. A lot of people with a lot of anointing that do miracles that are broker, broker than, bro, more broke than the Ten Commandments. Amen. Yeah, think about it. They can do miracles, signs and wonders, but they don't have two saints to rub together. Because they've never changed their minds. Africa is the richest continent with the poorest people. Why? Don't say because the Europeans. The Europeans have been kicked out of most countries. So let's now get over the Europeans and, and, and let's talk about now. Hello? Hello? Is there anyone there? So, and you know, I'm a revivalist, I'm all for the anointing, etc. But that's why we can't just every Sunday have everybody fall down. We have to empower you by the Holy Ghost, but we have to work much harder to change your attitude. Because your attitude determines your life. Every aspect of your life is affected by your attitude. When you pray for the sick, it has nothing to do with your attitude. The Spirit of God comes upon you, it's His glory, His anointing works through you, boom, the anointing lifts, you're the same person. If you were ignorant before, you'll be ignorant afterwards. If you had a poverty mindset before, you'll have a poverty mindset afterwards. That anointing doesn't change your attitude. Does not change your attitude. Does not change your attitude. Verander nie uw gesintheid nie. Net jy het die kracht en die gesag en die macht om jou gesintheid te verander met die discipline wat gepaard moet gaan. Discipline, een voorkie wat ons nie van hou nie. Maar die voorkie wat praat van discipleskap. 
Discipleskap is om discipline in jou gedagtes te kry. Discipline in jou mond te kry. Discipline in jou leven te kry. Discipline met Gods woord in jou leven te kry. Anders verander niks nie. Jy is Shandai Shabba vandag en jy sikkel morgen. Now it's okay to struggle for a little bit, but to struggle your whole life, there's a problem. And if you say, oh, 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 I can't help you. Because you're not taking the word. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from the destruction. We'll talk about that. I'll say it again. So listen, listen, please. As a belief, as a belief. So God's plan was to get them from here, Egypt, to there as quickly as possible. Right? He wasn't the cause of their suffering. The wilderness was there for them to learn how to live by faith. Because the just shall live by what? By faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith, you can't pray for faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes through discipline. You don't renew your mind by praying. I, 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 we as pastors hope we could pray for people say, Come out, unrenewed mind. You can't do it. That mindset, and unfortunately, the older you are, the longer the reconstruction is going to take. That's why our hope are in young people and in everybody under the 85. I'm not disqualifying any of you, okay? But I mean, listen, my young friends that are sitting here today, if you choose to have an old mindset, you choose to have a beggar's mindset, you choose to have an angry mindset, that is your choice. You are going to perish with the older generation. You are born free and you better think free and get serious about God and lose your dacha, lose your nonsense and rock ernstig oor die dinge van die Heere and become a God chaser because you don't have the same problems that your parents faced. Therefore, you are the hope of tomorrow. So it wasn't, it, 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 it wasn't lack of anointing. Can we agree on this? Because we all, people say, you need more anointing. Okay, let's give you more anointing. If you couldn't do mathematics before somebody prayed for you, you're not going to do mathematics after somebody prayed for you. So we get confused when we say, not by might, nor by power, but by the Holy Ghost. All you need is the Holy Ghost. Oh, listen, you need anointed common sense, okay? You didn't need to be anointed and you don't have common sense because then you're going to make stupid decisions and say the Lord said and you blame God. So we have to illuminate your mind. We have to get rid of the ignorance. We have to get rid of the darkness in your mind. We have to iron your thinking patterns out. We have to get rid of the stinking thinking. We have to get rid of the victim mindset. Otherwise, you are going to be anointed and you are going to talk a lot of nonsense. So God saves you, He anoints you, but the sanctification process, which is the journey through the wilderness, is a journey of the renewal of the mind because a new thought will set you on a new course. If you don't change your thinking, you won't change your life. You have to think like Christ. You have to believe what God says about you. We have to reconstruct so you don't always fall from grace. You don't always fall from what God says about you. So this is the area we have to spend time on to get you there. Everybody wants a miracle. Hey, Israel had 10 miracles in Egypt, 10 miracles in the wilderness. Israel, every morning they woke up, God was there. Pillar of fire, pillar of cloud, supernatural provision. 
every day everything happened. So churches today are just miracle, 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 miracle. No, the miracle is when you are still in the land of bondage. You better get out of the land of bondage and you better get a disciplined mind to get yourself through the wilderness. Because we all go through the wilderness. Every one of us will go through the wilderness. And that's a lonely journey. That's why it's called the wilderness. Every one of us will go through the wilderness and our dedication to the Word of God will determine how long it will take to journey through. Is this helping somebody? Yeah, you see what's happened in churches. People want entertainment. They don't want instruction. Cheers. Prost. Ons drink op haar ene. Nie op die springbokklikkie nie, maar op die en drink ons. Wat een nonsens likkie. Any case. Wel jylle allemaal dink jy selle, ek sê dit net. Okay, get back. Now because my brain can't identify with it. It's like, what? Huh? I can't identify. I'm not being insulting, but sometimes people just think something is great and it's like, huh? That's why the word is your mirror. That's why we look into the mirror of God's word. And we see, ooh, he has a spot, he has a, my makeup wasn't done brilliantly today. <laughs> you see, he has a, and you fix it. You do what? You fix it. You don't pray, fix it. You do what? You fix it, right? You don't go and stand in the mirror and there's 300 pounds of roll. Uh, there's <laughs> and you lay hands on yourself and say, I cast out these calories in Jesus' name. Pastor, pray for me to lose weight, okay? Father, give him discipline. Give him discipline. Give him discipline. Give him discipline. I can't cast out the calorie. I, I mean, I'm not insulting you. Also, also have a roll, okay? But um, that roll is not going to go through the anointing. Listen very carefully what I say. Your life is not going to change just by the anointing. The anointing is a prerequisite, but... We need our minds renewed. We need our thinking patterns reconstructed in South Africa. We don't need politicians that are hijacking the education system that promises education and yet lowers the education system and robs our young people from education because they'll keep them ignorant and they'll keep them in bondage. Say amen today. Come on, South Africa. Come on, let's rise up in what God says we are. We are well able. Let's make a difference where we are by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. God bless you in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a praise a little bit. Hallelujah. Give Him a praise whether you like me or not. It doesn't matter. You better like God. Give Him a praise. Put on the Lord Jesus. Put on a praising attitude. Put on the garment of praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Get rid of this sitting, sullen, sucking lemon attitude. 
We have to change our minds about ourselves, change our minds about God, change our minds about the future and stop looking at the giants. We have to see the grapes, not overwhelmed by the giants. We overcome the giants because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And when you study the Bible, you will see the contrasting attitudes between Caleb, Joshua and the other 10. Five minutes, take your seat, please. Come on, man. So there's a 45 year delay, he has not lost his fight. Fanyala is too neutral, you're too neutral. You're not speaking what you're believing, you're not activating your faith. Don't let your despondency master you. Don't let a prolonged battle fatigue you. That's why you go to the Lord every day. When you are weak, you are strong by the grace of God. You don't begin to speak your problem, you speak the promise of God. You check your attitude. And if you can say nothing positive, brother, bite your tongue and shut up. Don't open your mouth. Keep your mouth shut in Jesus' name. There's life and death, just as you have spoken in my hearing. As you get older, don't say, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to afford to retire. Get that out of your mouth. My God shall supply all of my need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I don't know how, but my God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches in glory. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or receive begging bread. Come on, hallelujah. El Shaddai, get the doubt and the unbelief out of your mouth in the name of Jesus. A whole nation perishes because of unbelief. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 9 in the Bible says, so we see they perished in the wilderness or they never entered in. The Bible says it because of their unbelief. Psalm 78 verse 41, verse 40 says, again and again they tempted the Holy One of Israel, not believing what God says. And then one of the most amazing scriptures in the Bible, it says, they limited the Holy One of Israel. Think about that, that you can limit God's plan in your life. We love to quote Ephesians 3 verse 20, but the Bible says God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think or pray according, according to the power that works in us. So either we have optimism or pessimism, either we have faith or we have unbelief, we decide, not God. God's the same. We all go through trials, I said it. We all go through the wilderness. We all can find reasons to quit, sit under a juniper tree like Elijah, but we are not quitters. I said we are not quitters. We don't quit on life. We don't quit on ourselves. We don't quit on our future. We don't quit on South Africa. Come on! We are not quitters. Don't look at me with that neutral tone in your eyes. Get some life in your eyes again. Get the life back in your eyes. Get the fight back in your eyes in Jesus' name. Get that glazed look out of your eyes. Get back into the mirror of God's Word and see what God says. Come on. Get hope back in your eyes. Get hope back in your heart. Get life back in your heart because emotion will follow motion. You have to read the Word. Speak the Word. Speak to yourself in Jesus' name. Talk to yourself. I'm well able. I can do all things. God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Stop this neutral uh, uh, journey. Because getting you nowhere. I mean, and, and then the conversation when they rebelled, they always spoke about it was better in Egypt. Have you heard that? The good old South Africa. Really? For who? 
Because God didn't deliver one of the tribes, He delivered all 12 tribes. It was His plan to bring all 12 tribes out of Egypt. So when people say, the old South Africa was better. There might have been certain aspects, like must I mention them? No, I'm just talking about healthcare, service delivery, infrastructure, uh, ESCOM, uh, Transnet, uh, 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 SABC. And it's got nothing to do with white. Right? Hello? 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 Just listen to truth. Stop thinking like a black man or a white man and think like a Christ man. Stop assessing truth through who you are and assess truth for what it is. Because truth stands by itself. Truth validates itself. It speaks for itself. So the Bible says, receive with meekness. The engrafted Word of God, which is able to what? Save your soul. So Jesus saves your spirit, but God's Word saves your soul. So people that are so lackadaisy with church attendance, home sale, and Bible and everything, it's just people who are not serious about moving on. And that's what COVID did. COVID put people almost in a coma where it's just whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, enjoy the whatever bus because you're not reaching your destiny on a whatever bus. You better get on the well-able bus because the well-able bus will get you to the promised land. And that means every time that bus shows up, you have to get up on that bus and you have to go the full journey with that bus. You have to get, listen, you have to get serious about your own life, serious about your own walk with God and stop being influenced by the other people that do not like what the Word of God says. Even this morning there will be people that say, I don't like what the pastor said, blah, 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 blah. And there the enemy uses that person to steal God's word from your life, which is a word intended to provoke you to think so that you can desire to transform your life, which requires action. So you want to play for the Springboks, not like yesterday. There's going to be a lot of action. I think that song had a lot to do with it. I want to offend someone today because please write another song. My word, how do you play after that? Okay, I said it. I'm in trouble. I don't care. I was born for it, right? There's nonsense. I said it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Corruption is nonsense. There's nonsense. You cannot be wegpraten. It's nonsense. Swakkelenikke is nonsense. You cannot be wegverdig or wegpraten. Swak medische levering is nonsense. Dit moet verander word. But it's going to be changed by the Joshua and the Caleb that see it and say we're going to change it. We are going to change education. We will stand against these giants. Whatever it takes. We will become a voice. We will become unpopular. So stand for truth. So a seven month journey turns into a 45 year journey. Everybody with a negative mindset had to die out. God wasn't killing people. He was destroying an attitude that repeated itself again and again and again and again. Whenever there's a problem, that same victim attitude stood up. Cultivated by slavery, 
but never recultivated the way God intended it to be recultivated, which is the Word of God. That's why in Africa, we need to go beyond just miracles. We know how to do miracles. But we've done more miracles than any other continent and our people are still pure, poor, because nobody has changed their minds about anything. Think. I can prophesy till Jesus comes that you're going to be a doctor, but hey buddy, you better go to your hospital, university and you better get a degree, not one you buy from, uh, almost I say Cuba, not one that you buy somewhere else. You better get a legitimate degree and you better be the best and go, go study further and qualify yourself as the best so that you can go and do what God called you to be. The promised land did not fall in the people's lap. They had to possess it by faith. And that's where charismatics lose the plot sometimes. They just want a move. No, you move now. And the, 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 the most challenging move is between your ears. To actually get something to move where you go beyond justifying where you are, why you are, where you came from. You justify your location. Thank God we're not where we were but I don't think any one of us have reached what God has for us so that means we have to work in transforming our lives ourselves our persona and uh, that takes work faith without works is dead you have to cultivate you have to study information wisdom understanding you have to get these things knowledge knowledge equals power but then we need wisdom to apply knowledge and we require understanding to apply knowledge accurately, which is God's wisdom. So that is the journey in your soul, not the journey in your heart. We have to change the mind because the Israelites never could change their minds and they perished because of it. They perished. They perished because of an attitude, not lack of anointing, not the size of the giants, not the enemy out there, but the inner me there we saw the giants the sons of Anak and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight Proverbs 23 verse 7 as he thinketh so is he ultimately what you truly think about yourself believe about yourself believe about your future will reflect therefore we have to transition and the only power to change that is the anointed Word of God, the mirror of God's Word through the power of the Holy Ghost. The, the Holy Ghost is the agent of transformation, but the Word is the instrument. He works with the Word. He confirms the Word. He washes you through the Word. He does the work. But if there's no Word, He can do nothing. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And then the Spirit of God operated. All we want is let there be light and there's no substance. There's no Word. There's nothing to rebuild, reconstruct with which is God's Word. Amen. Come on. A new thought will set you on a new course. Life and death, blessing and cursing. God says, I put before you, choose life that you may live. He speaks about the Word. It's not in America. It's not in a prophet in Nigeria. The Word of God is near you, in your mouth, in your heart, that you may do it. Father, we come and we thank You that as our hands are lifted to You, we come and we worship You. Father, we thank You that You are here for us, Father. And as You've ministered 
to every single heart. Come on, every head bowed and every eye closed and believers praying in this place. No one walking around. Come on, this is our opportunity to see people come to Christ. Maybe you're standing in this building and as our pastor was preaching about that tongue, you realize that you do not even have the Savior in you to guide you and to lead you. That our attitude is determined by our relationship with God. But maybe you're standing here and you desire to have a better attitude, but it will come out of a place of a living relationship. Maybe you used to serve God, but for whatever reasons you've drifted away, things have come into your heart. Maybe you're part of that COVID statistics that drifted away in time. But we wanna say to you that God loves you more than you can ever imagine. And He wants you back. He wants you to come and serve Him. He wants you to run fully for Him again. Maybe you're standing in this place. And if you had to be honest, you don't even know if heaven will be your home. But you would love to make sure. Today is the day of salvation. Today you can come back. No matter what you've done yesterday. Some of you committed stuff yesterday that you think that God cannot forgive you. But He's waiting with open arms for you today. As every head is bowed and every eye closed and believers praying. If that is you quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand and say, please pray for me. Come on, our hands are being lifted all over. Thank you for the hands on the balcony. You're on the flank. Come on, if that is you, you come back. Don't worry about your spouse, your children, but you respond. By you stepping up, by you putting up your hand, you start the process. Your whole generation will follow because of the standard you can take if you stand. So if that is you, put up your hand. Thank you for the hands that have been lifted. Those that lifted it, you can put it down. If you have not lifted it, slip it up now in Jesus' name. Thank you for the hands on the balcony here at the bottom blocks. Thank you so much. Come on, some of you feel that uneasiness. Come on, Pastor spoke the whole sermon to you. Every single thing that he said, it felt like God is speaking to you personally. And now he's calling you. Come on, if that is you, just slip up your hand. Come on, we want to say to every single one of you that are standing in the front that God loves you. And maybe there's a lot of things that you've done. Maybe you have a huge pass. I think every single one of us have a pass. But because of God and we chose Him and we chose what He's done for us, our life got changed forever. And this is the start as our pastor spoke about us being changed in our attitude, our mind. It starts by this decision. Because as we surrender our lives to Christ, there we can work on the process of moving into the things that God has for us. And we as a church, we love you. And we want to help you and guide you as much as you allow us to be part of your journey. So if you can be so kind just to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes for a moment. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer and you're going to pray to God. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I thank you that you died on the cross and that you rose again and you live forevermore. I thank you, Father, and I'm a brand new person. The old has passed and the new has come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website, 
at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.